ba 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 Hello, I had to think about that. Welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God it's not just me. And I can talk to you and say, no, it isn't just you. It is also me. The ba 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 at the beginning is David Watts, which I initially only ever knew it as um, a song by The Jam, which was on the All Mod Cons cassette that belonged to my dad. Um, had a huge impact on me, that album. And then I found out it was actually by The Kinks before, but I would definitely go and check it out. Um, it's tickled me because I have to interview a man called David Watts and I'm sure he's never heard that before but I just want to sing it at him. I, I just want to get on this like Zoom call with him <laughs> and say, wish I could be like David Watts and he'll go, fuck off, this interview is terminated. So I'm not going to do that but just rest assured that when the time comes for me to interview him, I'll be hearing that on a loop in the back of my brain. I am desperate to write a piece that <laughs> just, I don't know, uses that as that. Maybe I will. <gasps> maybe I will. Maybe I will. And maybe I probably won't because I still want people to pay me to write for them and pay me to perform for them. That would be nice. So today, Go have a little look at the village Facebook. It's been been some activity. Um, somebody has got a pond full of frog spawn. Would anybody like it? And yes, people would like it. And it reminded me of when I was at primary school, and we all took a trip, like a walk, a long walk to Mrs. Petchy's garden. She was our dinner lady. Maybe we loved her. She wore like one of those. Not a tabard, it would have been like a house coat thing, uh, you know. I think they were made of polyester and they were pink with tiny, 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 tiny gingham checks. Um, yes, yeah, so I remember that. We all like walked as a class to her garden, had a look at the frog spawn. But now you see, you can go and help yourself, get some in a jar, bring it to the school. Um, and it's quite nice what you can get hold of in a village, isn't it? I think I've said this on a previous episode, but in this village, you used to be able to get hold of horse semen um, and you could probably get hold of some horse tranquilizer because <laughs> there's a stud farm and also uh, people that work at veterinary practices uh, in our village. There's also people that are like dental assistants. I reckon they've got access to some good drugs as well. Hard drugs. Don't do drugs. So uh, that's that. There's some frog spawn. There's also it's kind of dog-related news and it just made me laugh because somebody has said, I've got a dog hammock. What the f What is a dog hammock? A hammock for dogs? Is, a, is this a dog hammock which goes on the back seat of a car? I don't think it, it lifts the animal. I think it just covers the seat. I think maybe stops them going in the footwell. Uh, maybe that's what it is. So it covers the back seat and then maybe loops over the headrest of the front, thus hammocking. <laughs> hammocking the dog, which sounds like a deviant thing to do. I'm going to hammock the dog. Um, 
like dog hammock, yep. Uh, come to the pub because it's going to be sunny. Dogs are welcome, see, dogness. Then here's a dog trainer advertising that their dog training is gentle. And that's nice because, you know, days of Barbara Woodhouse, dog training was not gentle. And then someone locked their keys in their car. And this reminded me of the time when I had not only locked my keys in my car, but I had parked in the parking space that was reserved for um, an extremely senior director for this company called SCC, the biggest IT distribution organization in Europe, I think, uh, owned by the Rigby family. And Sir Peter, I met Sir Peter, I met him and said hello to him uh, at his offices. And I'll tell you how I knew who he was because I always made it my job to read the company magazines when I went to see an organization. And of course, there was a picture of him with, in the classic, I am putting my hand on my, um, or resting my chin on one of my hands in a thoughtful, leadershipy kind of pose. And I saw this picture and I was like, ooh, that's Sir Peter. And then I went up to meet the person I was meeting with, got out the lift and there he was. And I said to him, ooh, are you Sir Peter? And he went, yes, I am. And I thought, well, there you are, a girl from a council estate shook hands with a knight, Sir Peter. Anyway, what I had done is I had parked my car in his son's parking space <laughs> and, uh, yeah, locked my keys in it. So I had to call the AA and the AA man managed to uh, loop something through the seal of the window to kind of pop the door open. He didn't have to smash the window and neither did the person here that has locked themselves out of their car. They found a company that helped them and they did not have to smash the window. Um, so that's a, a nice few minutes on the vintage page is quite giving today uh, in many, many ways. Hammocking, doggy, frog spawn. My son once wrote frog spawn as frogs born, which I thought was really sweet. But what else could we be talking about? Um, I thought today a little moment on not hiding away, on being yourself and not forgetting who you are. So there's a piece from um, Reasons to be Cheerful Rides Again, which you can buy on Amazon, uh, which talks about how my daughter could, <laughs> at the time, couldn't give a shit about anything that I was doing that was not part of her world, which is, you know, when they're five, that's the deal. The world revolves around five, when children are young, the, the, it takes them ages to realize that they are not the center of the universe. Um, and I'll tell you what, instead of reading you the piece, I'll, I'll recount to you what happened. So I had been featured in Berkshire Life, don't you know? Um, because I entered a blogging competition years ago and I got through to the final as best newcomer in the Cosmopolitan Blog Awards, which was so cool. And I got to go to an award ceremony in London and I got a huge goodie bag full of things, full of things. Um, and I didn't win, but that was all right. I had a good time, had fun. Um, and in this piece that was in Berkshire Life, they put a little thumbnail picture of me on the cover at the bottom. And then it was like a double page spread or three pages, I think, inside. Um, but the one on the front, my daughter scribbled my face out and it was the only copy I'd kept. 
And so I've got this copy that I kept because I was really proud to be in there, for it to be recognised for my writing. And yeah, my front page face had been scribbled out. So um, I think she was a bit annoyed. But when I went to her school to read to the class, because I'd written some kids' stories and put them in a book and illustrated them and just took them in to do reading with the class. And when I was in the this, this school, she ran up, like ran up to me going, that's my mummy, that's my mummy. Um, which was just lovely, it made me sort of realise that there are times when they really want you to be part of their world, part of your world, um, and the stuff that you're doing uh, is not of interest to them, you know, when they're very small, if they feel that, they might feel threatened, you know, if you're doing something publicly, very publicly, that's taking their mummy or daddy away from them. So I think, you know, when they're very small, that's quite quite possibly what drives why you would scribble out your mother's face on the front of a glossy magazine. <laughs> I might see if I can find it and then I'll share that with you so you can see it. Um, and something that I've often fought with maybe is do I put my head above the parapet do you put yourself out there and there's always part of me that thinks oh no or I don't really think I want to be doing that and when I first went to do stand-up um there was part of me that desperately wanted to get on stage and then part of me that really wanted to make myself small and say no 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 I'm not going to do it and um so there's that constant kind of battle going on. You know, if you put your writing out there or you put a piece of art out there or you record something, put it out there or you put yourself forward at work or, you know, invest in your social life. Um, it, there can be an element of feeling, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I should be doing this. You know, am I being selfish? But you should definitely do it. And I do think as we get older, especially for women, you can sort of shrink into the background a bit because life is busy and there's a lot going on. But um, one thing I'd sort of been afraid of as well was like if I put myself out there, could it be to the, could you cast other people in shadow? It sounds really weird to kind of put it like that. But I think I'd been afraid of saying things because I thought, oh, well, I don't know, maybe my siblings won't like it. You know, maybe if I speak openly about things that I'd experienced um, within our family, would, would they not like that? And then you think, bloody I'm an adult. And so it's actually perfectly all right to speak about the things that happen to you or the things that you care about. And I had a really good example of that the other day where I'd come across a piece on family um, enmeshment. So I read this piece and I went, oh my God, that actual light bulb went off in my head. It explained some things that had happened uh, within my family. And I was like, oh my God, there's a word for this thing. It's a real thing. It really happens. And I sent it to, um, sent it to my therapist and said, oh my God, I found this because she'd mentioned the word enmeshed. And I thought, that's interesting. I want to read up on that because I'm really interested in psychology. 
And then I was like, this, this thing, this is helping me. This is explaining things to me. And um, then later on, like a couple of weeks later, she said um, that she had then sent that article on to someone else that um, is a client of hers. And it had been in enormously helpful to them. So it kind of gave me that confidence and courage to say the things that I want to say and realise that often by putting ourselves out there, we will be helping other people and we don't even realise it. And that's been something that's been lovely about this podcast. I've had some really, um, really nice messages to say, you've inspired me, this has helped me, um, you'll never know what an impact you've had. So that means a lot to me to kind of hear that and it encourages me and spurs me on because I don't know about you, but often I think it can be very difficult for us to feel comfortable to do the things or pursue the things that we really want to do because we're we're afraid. So um, thank you for being there. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And what do I hope for you today? Well, I hope that the sun is shining where you are. I hope you get a chance to get outside in it. And I hope you get the opportunity to give yourself the permission to go, I'm just going to do this thing. Because in doing it, you will inspire other people and you won't even know it. I'll be back with you tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, give it a share. And if you've already given the podcast a share, thank you. I will be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>